Uh, welcome back to another episode of the Elevated Audio Podcast. It's been a minute, man. It's been a minute. At least, uh, at least a few weeks. Yeah, well, it was it was due to a very special occasion, you know. Congrats, Audio, on a new baby, man. Yes, sir. You know, that is truly a blessing. Maybe one day when I'm responsible enough, I'll have a child. <laughs> no one ever said that I'm responsible. <laughs> well, now you got me. <laughs> now I have to at least be at least five percent responsible. Yeah, no, it's um, we're we're very blessed, and she's beautiful and perfect, and uh, we're very happy. So I appreciate that. Yeah, man, congratulations! Yeah. And on our return, we got a special guest, my man, Split Soul. What up, what y'all? Split? Pleasure to be here on the Elevator Audio Podcast with y'all boys. Yeah, you already know, man. I think we even we met through you, right? I think we met through us. Yeah, we did. Yeah. We did actually. I think we kind of talked. I don't even know if we put this on an episode, but I know we. I know we had this conversation kind of recently. Um, me and you, Raj. Um, where yeah, because I think I yeah, me and Ben, phrases, uh, set up that uh, terminology show, and uh, uh, split just like cold called me. Like, hey man, I really want to get on this terminology show, man. Um, you know, I I opened up for KRS and I opened up for my D. And I opened up for blah, blah, blah. He's like, you gotta let me get on this show. He didn't say you gotta, but he's like, you know, I would really like the opportunity. He was actually pretty professional about it. He's like, you know, I'd really like the opportunity to do it, you know. And um, yeah, so I was like, all right, cool. I don't know the split soul guy. That's what I really yeah. respect, respect about you, split. Like you, you know, you're assertive, but you're professional at the same time. So. That's why you, you know, a lot of the opportunities you've gotten is 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 from that, you know, be like sure. going get it, asserting yourself and just being professional with it, you yeah. know. It got to, man. It's a doggy yeah. dog world, man, especially yeah. in this music biz. You know, everybody and their mother's doing this. So it's like yeah. gotta try to figure out a way to do something different than what everybody else is doing, you know what I'm saying? In order to find avenues, and that's kind of what I did. And it worked out. Yeah, and I was going to say, like, to that same note, like, you said it's a dog-eat-dog world, but even in that same event, right, you know, I end up booking you, not really knowing you, right? And then I'm here trying to, like, fill out, Raj, you were on that show, right? Didn't, didn't we book you on that show, too? Terminology? Nah, I never opened up for term. Oh, it was the it was the next show after that. It was the next show after that. We were looking for artists, and I asked Split, like, hey, do you know anyone that, like, that you, you know, that you vouch for, you know? And, um, yeah, so he recommended you. So, I mean, now I've known you for, what, like four years now or something, so. Yeah, time flies, man. In this hip-hop world, it's just, Orlando's so small. I mean, like, yeah. that I never heard of before, but, like, other than that, like, you know everybody out here, especially Pretty in the hip-hop scene. Exactly, and it feels like that particular scene is not, I'm not saying Orlando, but, like, underground hip-hop is a much smaller scene, you know, because, you know, unfortunately, um, what we do is kind of niche at this point. But it's cool. I mean, yeah. Yeah, man. I love it. So what are we talking about today, fellas? What's I mean, it's kind of funny that we just, like, it's ironic that we started talking about, like, how we met because it was through yeah. a show. It's so we're literally going to talk about the best and worst shows we've ever been, like, 
on or like associated with or whatever. So it's kind so of it's basically, so that, basically talking about what we were just talking about. So basically, yeah. <laughs> I had to I had to mess up the flow. <laughs> yeah, it's all good. It's all good. When we were talking about it was just the right segue, you know. <laughs> yeah. So what's all we start we split since you're a special guest, man. What was the worst show that you ever played or was about to play? Man, I got a couple, but like I really oh, wait, want wait, to speak. Answer. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Just or it could just be it doesn't have to be like the worst show necessarily, but maybe just like it was the worst experience as okay. part of the show. I mean, or you could do you, both. You, you know, you know, it's crazy. It's like because literally, like what you just said right now was kind of like what I was gonna. The show was the show was actually a good show, but the experience itself was, was actually what I was gonna speak on. Um, okay. And I mean, I, I've had some shitty shows. I mean, that that might be, you know, just. Out that a little later, but um, this show specifically, man, uh, I went to Cali and they were like, the dude was like, Look, man, if you get yourself out here, uh, you'll play in front of six, seven hundred people. I was like, I believe them because I seen the show that he had last year, so I was like, All right, cool, I, all I gotta do is get myself out there. So I invested in myself to get out there, it cost me about a grand the whole trip, and um, man, I got out there and got treated like a local bottom feeder, bro. Like, they they put me on. I was supposed to go on at midnight, and um, they they skipped my set. The locals skipped my set. They just kept going. They went longer than they were supposed to. So by the time I was supposed to go, there was a DJ supposed to spin. He got into it with me. So it was just a crazy experience. Like I traveled three thousand miles to get across the country to go perform in front of six seven hundred people that you promised me. Um, spent almost a grand to do this, and I did it. I did. I played in front of like forty people, even though there was those six hundred people were there. They were just all, they had two rooms. They had a, in the back, they had a, a EDM room and then they had the hip hop room. And the EDM music was just drowning out the hip hop room. Like you couldn't even hear me up there. Like none of that acts. They, they really didn't care about hip hop. You know what I'm saying? Like, and they kind of like, I just felt super disrespected, man. I traveled 3,000 miles over here. I, I, I was winging it, spent money to come out here. I was investing in myself, thinking it was going to work out and it should have, but it didn't work out. So I got to say, that's possibly the worst experience I had. I had to walk back, like, because I spent all the money. Thinking I was gonna make money off of merch, you know what I'm saying? All that. Like I, I was living check to check at the time. I spent all the money I had at the time thinking I was gonna make money off of merch. I didn't make a dime. I had to walk back like 15 miles from yeah. when I was in San Jose. I had to walk like 15 miles. It was one of the worst experiences I ever had in my life. And like I literally was thinking about quitting. And that shit never crossed my mind before. But I was like, what the fuck am I doing? Is this why I'm doing this shit? Like I could have stayed home in Orlando and opened up for um uh, yeah, there was another show at that same time. I remember. Yeah, it was. I think I think it was Twisted, the Twisted Insane show, um, or ICP, yeah. one of the two. And that shit was sold out. I could have stayed home, spent forty bucks for the night. You know what I'm saying? Like, and, and you wouldn't even have spent forty bucks for the night. You would have. You would have. You would have moved your merch. You know. Well, I would. I would have sold the tickets. I would have made money off of the tickets. I would have moved some merch. You know what I'm saying? But I'm talking about like a general. I probably would have spent a couple dollars at the bar. You know, maybe something to eat that night, parking like 40, 50 yeah. bucks versus the whole uh, that, all that money I spent. And it was just like, bro, like I should have just stayed at home. Like I kind of just, I didn't even. I thought the out of state would have been better because yeah. I'm headlining. They put me to headline the hip hop room. So I was like, shit, I'm headlining out of state. It's a good look. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't even get the headline at home like that. Right. So, you, you would think being out of state, <laughs> like being out of state, would be such an epic experience too, man. Like you're across the country in California. Like yo. Right. That's not even like Georgia out of state. That's like literally the other side. No, of the bro. That is the you know? other side of the country, bro. Might as well like, be another country. You know what I mean? Yeah, man. And it was just like, 
it was just a horrible experience, bro. Like, I don't wish it on any artist because, like, I really felt discouraged. And I'm, like, one of the few people that's never felt like that when it came to this music shit. Like, I, I was just, at that point, man, I was just like, I don't even know why I'm doing this anymore. Like, these guys are going to treat me like that, you know, and they never made up for it. So that was probably the worst experience, one of the worst experiences that I had um, playing shows so far to start, <laughs> to start. What about you, Raj? Man. The one that sticks out in my mind the most, though, is I forgot where it was downtown. But, like, so I sold. It was, it was you were performing based on how many tickets you sold. You know, you know how that works. Yeah. So, like, obviously, the more tickets you sell, the, the better time slot you get. So, like, yo, I sold, I sold a decent amount of tickets, man, like 25, 30 tickets. Bro, tell me why they had me go up. The show was from, like, six to one. I sold 25 to 30 tickets. But I don't think them other cats sold nearly as much as me. Niggas had me go Most up. people don't. Most people it, don't. It, bro, it's all politics <laughs> at the end of the day, my G. These niggas had me go up at like 7.30 or something, bro. And on top of that, right, like nobody was there. Promoter was crappy. Dude had no communication skills. Some random girl, dude, was super drunk. And I peeped her like throughout the whole night, yo, going back and forth to the bar. Taking shots like she would take a shot and she would she would chase it with some Heineken or Corona, one of them. Yo, this chick threw up all over my merch table, yo. <laughs> damn, that's got yo, it. Yo, but she projectile, but she wasn't near the table. She projectile vomited from across the room, bro. Not damn, the, bro. But like she was close, bro. So not only did I waste money, not only did I get a shitty. Time slot. Somebody threw up all over my merch table, man. Damn, bro, that's bad. That's definitely bad. I'm not so, like, bad. I lost the money off the merch too. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I granted, like, most of the people that bought tickets came out, so that was cool. But like, still, like, not when you perform, you don't only want to just have your people there. Especially when there's other artists involved, you want to perform like for other people you don't know too, because that's potential. You know clientele potential yeah man so i wish i could tell y'all the spot it was at but that was definitely, <laughs> definitely yeah that sucks you definitely couldn't do nothing with that merch after that that merch nah, is gone man. you couldn't you couldn't wash it or nothing like, that shit wash it then try to resell it like, <laughs> bro, that's grimy you can't do that man oh man yeah that's a bad experience bro i can't lie that's definitely bad I mean, when you're setting up shows, you have your share of really, really, you have your share of duds, you know? Um, one that really comes to mind just because, you know, a lot of things that have to do with like what your expectations are, right? If you're just like, like you're really like amped up for a specific event and then it just totally falls flat. You're just like, wow, this is like not what I pictured like at all. And um, it was part of the, well, Split was there. Um, we, we went out to the Northwest for a tour. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> just take a, take a snapshot. <laughs> yeah, I want to get my background. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, but we we had this whole tour set up in the Northwest, and the one spot that I was like most excited for was, was Seattle, right? Because every everyone I know who has spent any kind of time or done any shows out there or lives out there talking about what a great art scene it is, right? You know, what a great music scene it is and um, how people really support, you know, indie music out there. So I'm like, oh man, you know, we're going to get out there into these shows. I'm probably going to want to like move out here, you know? <laughs> hey, plus, and, plus we, plus we had that nice ass hotel too. Yeah. The hotel was nice. Like everything was perfect. Yeah. Like everything was so good. Plus we had, it was like in the middle of the route too. So we had already done like a few shows and those shows had gone really, really, really well. And like here's the thing to all you indie artists if you're out on the road you understand that you don't really have like a big fan base yet you know you probably have a few people here and there you're really kind of at the mercy of those local acts actually taking that show seriously as well as serious as you're taking it and not one of those local acts did anything like at all like it was embarrassing and the venue was cool too. Like I actually kind of liked the venue. Um, it was like a multi-room venue. It was just like it was set up pretty cool. But we get there and there's probably like what? How many people in the room? Like like nine people in the room. That's including me, DJ, the three artists that I arrived with, like the four local acts who are on that show. And I think I think that's already eight people I just said. And then there was like a couple just like chilling in the back who, you know, God, God bless them. Like they still follow us like on social media. They're the only fans that we made that night. <laughs> but it was like it was so like discouraging because it's like, you know, it, you know, if, if you're the artist over there, like you want to if you're really trying to build with people. Right. And I'm not going to put like specific names on it or anything like that. But like if. You have these artists who are coming literally from one corner of the country to literally the opposite corner of the country. You know, don't you like think maybe I want to go to that corner and like do some shows? Maybe they can like help set up some stuff for me. No, no. <laughs> they like could not have cared any less about that event like at all. And it was so discouraging. Split was so discouraged. He performed sitting on a stool. There was nobody I was taking a break, man. I was hosting all the events and shit. You know what I'm saying? I was just taking a break. Like, I was like, oh, no, I, I, get it. I get I it. Like, I remember in the moment I was like, I was like, man, he's just so lazy right now, but I kind of understand. <laughs> there was nobody there. It was like yeah. it's just it's just us pretty much. That's how I felt like yeah. you know what I'm saying. Yo, I feel like hip hop man is one the only genre that has the most other musicians or, or rappers there. Most of these most of these shows just are be filled up. Yep. Most of the shows that have nobody there are just filled up with other other rappers. Which you know ain't a horrible thing, but yeah, I mean you can still build, but like you think that you're gonna be like okay, for example, like these showcase companies like Acton and Coast to Coast stuff like that, right? And I'm not trying to disparage what they do, whatever it's their business, right? But their whole business model is we're gonna like we're gonna give tickets to like. 50 artists and have them try to sell tickets for like $30 a piece or whatever. Each one, each one of those artists is only going to sell like two tickets because who's going to sell $30 tickets to see like people that you don't know, you know, nobody's going to do that. They'd rather just stay at home and watch Netflix, honestly. But 
For free. Their whole business model, yeah, for free. Their whole business model is let's just tell these people they're going to perform for like a hundred people, but we're not going to tell them that like eighty percent of them are other artists. And right, do it. yeah, that's how they that's how they get you, man. And those other artists don't even stick around, so it's always just like no, they don't. you still performing in front of nobody. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they just they they perform. Yeah, those are the artists who haven't performed yet. But a Chris Audio event does not deal with such practices. Hopefully, Hopefully. <laughs> I, try to, I try to discourage those kind of uh, those kind of practices. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So y'all want to do the best one? Do the best show now. Anybody got any other bad any other bad stories? Yeah, man. I want to talk because Trini knows us. So when we was at the uh, the Mob Deep show, man. Yeah. Like that was supposed to be an epic night, man. Like that was supposed oh, to be. And, yeah. it was, and, oh. and, and, and and this is the thing. It was it was for the most part like nigga. We pulled up in a in a stretch. Uh, Rose worse was it? It was a stretch. Rose worse. You know what I'm saying? Like demo. I had I had the GoPro strapped to my like freak got the limo for us. We pulled up like some VIP. We pulled out in the front, jumped out. We we was put through. We jumped through the back. We didn't have to wait in line. You know what I'm saying? Like, nigga, I, like, I had like 45 people there. I think all of them were wearing my shirts. You know what I'm saying? Like, that night was supposed to be epic as fuck. And, like, it was until I got kicked off stage. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> um, we was rocking, man. I think for Trini actually got his verse out on one on, on Yo, one I, got, I got, yo, I was able to get my 16 off right before Mob Deep. So, like, I had the mic and then they had it right after it. And it's all because of Split, man. I would have never had the opportunity if it wasn't for you, man. Yeah, them niggas kicked me off the stage for doing Wait, hold the on. Shook, you got the, the opportunity ones. because he got kicked off stage, or you got the opportunity because Split just plugged you in? <laughs> he plugged me in. He oh, was okay. Like, no, so, so, I'm just trying to understand so, so. just to make sure that, oh, oh we took the guy off stage, but we got to kill some time. No, nah, so this is what it is. So, like, we was rocking. We had a song together, and he got his verse out, and then the next song started. And yeah. I didn't even get the rap, bro, because it was the, the Shook Ones beat. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, yeah. as soon as the Shook Ones beat came on, they were like, so I didn't even get the rap. Trinity was the last one to rap. You know what I'm saying? Like, well, like I, if anyone, if anyone's not familiar with this story, anyone who watches this and is not familiar with this story, just tell them very quickly what, what, because you just kind of mentioned it, but like, we all know what, what happened, but you were going to do, you were going to so do I, like, a tribute to the artist that you were opening up for. Yeah, so you know, my deep man, I, like my deep, these cats, like I've been listening to them since I was young, man. Like, this is we we listen to my deep, you know what I'm saying? I know y'all have like my deep, the legends were prodigy and happy. Like, I, I was excited to be opening up for some dudes I've been listening to for years, you know what I'm saying? So, I did the tribute joint, you know, because I was just trying to show love, like pay homage to some legendary hip hop artists that I fuck with, and um, yeah, it didn't work out that way, man. I guess their management was like, nah, you can't do that, they were performing it that night. It was the 20 year anniversary for Hell on Earth, and, and they were performing yeah. it that night. You know what I'm saying? Um, so it was just like, nah, you can't do that, man. And they kicked me off a stage. I didn't know it was a learning experience, but it was just the fact that that happened in front of like a thousand people, bro. The place was packed that night. You know what I'm saying? Like, that shit happened in front of like, a, it was at least a thousand people. So, bro, how it happened was like, so you remember what number um, opener you were? You were the, the last. I was opener. the last. Yeah, I was the last opener. So, like, that, that played had, into effect as well. They had like, so we they had like I want to say four or five other openers before us and then Mob Deep. So like from the very beginning, bro, I was I was in the crowd and like I noticed that these people didn't want to hear the opener. Like they nah. were getting 
So, like, from the very first opener, they were starting to get agitated. And as each opener came on, they got a little more heat and like, yo, we just want to see Mob Deep, whatever. Yeah. So by the time we got on, they were already like, yo, we do we just want to see yeah. Mob Deep. And then Split um, had a song, The Shook Ones Beat. And when The Shook Ones Beat came on, that was it. Like, they were like, boo, the people were yeah. were, were yeah, then they came down and it was like, yo, you can't play that. Then then they just like cut us off, man. Plus, yeah. as, I, plus as I understand the story, and this is like, I already gave a lesson to artists. This is a lesson to promoters. Um, if you're booking a headlining act, book opening acts that are kind of like in the same vein as that headlining act. Because that, that's that's what played into effect. Artists, they don't want to hear a trap artist. They, they don't care hear, about tickets, hear a rap. All like they that. care about is yeah. tickets and Split sold a bunch of tickets too. That's why, that's the thing. I sold the most tickets. That's why I got the slot right before. Uh, I went right there. Mob Deep went on at midnight. I went right before Mob Deep. You know what I'm saying? Um, but the problem is that, that it's like what Audio was saying. The lineup was pretty much stacked with trap artists. And then I go up and me and you are the only ones that are actually spitting. You know what I'm saying? Like, but they're already but, over that. Yeah, they, they were already over by then because all the other artists just didn't even really fit the bill. It was just more of a like... Oh, you got the money to pay? Because that was the, the only show in my lifetime that I've ever paid to perform on. I paid $500 and I made my money back in like a week. You know what I'm saying? But I never, like, I, the other artists did as well. That was one of those shows where it's like, it doesn't matter who you were or how, how much you could perform. If you got $500, you get on that show. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, so the, the lineup was just odd in general, man. And it threw off the whole show. And then when I got up there, you know, a good thing about it, I did get to speak to Prodigy and Havoc afterwards. Um, well, not in person, but I sent both of them a message. Uh, Prodigy didn't respond, but Havoc hit me back and was like, yo, you good, bro? You know what I'm saying? Like, we know you was just trying to pay homage. You know, it is what it is. Just keep grinding. You know what I'm saying? It was good to see you up there. I was like, thanks, man. I appreciate it. You know, I ain't get the rock like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, but I got to speak to him at least, you know what I'm saying? Like, and clear it up. But it yeah. was still it was still a shitty experience, man, because that wasn't supposed to happen, bro. Like, and everybody that bought tickets to come see me, as well as Mob Deep, they didn't get to actually see the show like that because yeah. we got kicked off the stage, so. It is what it is. <laughs> it goes down in history books. It is what it is, man. It's all, you know, experience, you know? Yeah. At least, I mean, now you can, like, look back on it and, like, kind of laugh at it because, I mean, whatever. It's it's past, you know, and it's, it's a funny story, at least. Yeah, note to art. Note, and he would have he been performing right before Mob Deep. He probably would have met him after the show, too. No to artists, do not perform tribute songs. <laughs> I was gonna say that before you started telling the story. Bro. Let me tell let me let him tell the story first. <laughs> I didn't know, bro. I had no clue. I thought I thought it was okay. You know what I'm saying? Like I didn't I didn't think nothing out of that shit. <laughs> it wouldn't like even I don't know. I, I guess I wouldn't I guess I wouldn't think about it one way or the other. You know, well, you know what you know what it was is because I did um when I opened up a Cuban link or Armageddon. I did a song, a tribute off of one of Pun's beats. But if you really think about it, you know what I'm saying? It wasn't actually Pun that I was opening oh, up for. So. <laughs> but I didn't put two and two together at that time. I was just like, I thought, I don't know, I didn't think nothing of it. Man. Like, I thought tributes were cool. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I guess not when you're playing the show. Yeah. What about um, uh, Best Show? Best Show, man. Um, I got to say... I got to say the best show was definitely the Tech 9 concert, man. I mean, I, I played a lot of great shows, man. Even, the, like, both KRS-One shows were fire because they were both sold out. Um, the Forest show was dope. But the, the the Tech 9 show, man, it was the largest crowd that I've ever played in front of. And, like, just the the way they embraced me, bro. I rocked the shit out. Like, Tech 9 was watching the whole time. He was sitting in the crowd. Um, 
And, like, that opened doors. Like, these guys know me now for strange music because, you know what I'm saying, I was able to play that show. Like, it was it was just packed. It was a packed night. Like, 1,100 people, I think it was. Um, That place fits, like, I think 1,100, 1,200 people, something like that. It was sold had, out, though. You had, like, 1,400 people there, actually, because I was looking. I was I was there that night. It was insane. And, yeah, that, that shit was packed. It was it was insane and um, yeah man there there was so many people there it it was insanity and yeah but I remember even after the show you're like talking to these dudes you know after the show and stuff you know and that that stuff like that you know it's people I think a lot of people will look at that and they'll say okay well that's like the goal you know which don't get me wrong that's dope. But like what you just said, that opens doors. You know what I mean? You get to that. You get to that because it can open more doors. Yeah. You know. And yeah. I mean, I was able. I was able to play a bunch of shows with strange music, um, and I'm pretty sure. I mean, I played for Merz before. Like I opened up for Merz before that, but I think that show really solidified it. Like I played like at least six or seven shows after that with strange music again. You know what I'm saying? Like a couple out of town and shit like that. And it was because it was because because of that. Like these guys kind of already knew me, so. Um, one of the things that one of the promoters told me when he was booking me was that the, the actual acts that come into town, they ask about the artists on the bill. Um, sometimes, not all the time, but uh, most of the time he said that they ask and they have to confirm the artists before letting them on. So a lot of the times that I was actually on these shows, they sent whatever they needed to send to the other artists and were like, yo, just got some new tickets, check them out if you need to. They, they looked me up and they were like, okay, cool. Um, so that was dope to be on that show, man, because like Tech is one of my idols. I don't know if he actually seen it, but somebody in Strange Music was like, "Yeah, that, put that guy on the bill." Um, everybody else that was on the show paid to perform. <laughs> I didn't have to pay, uh, but it was it was it was that was definitely the best show that I ever played. I mean, I played a lot of good shows, but that was the best show I ever played. Yeah, for sure. Right. About you, bro. Uh. Ironically, y'all gonna laugh, but one of one of my best shows was that my beef show. <laughs> that shit was fire. For the yeah, you know what I'm saying? Other, other than what happened, you know what I'm saying? What happened was fire. Flux for a split, you know? Yeah. I mean, as a whole, you know, that sucks that happened. But I mean, like being up there for that small moment in time and like while I was spitting that verse, like just the energy was crazy. And I don't know, like I I don't know. I just felt that many people, it's like, it's that many people in front of you, bro. Like, behind the curtain, when you look out, like, because that was, uh, that was the second biggest show that I played how besides the Tech Nine concert. That? How many people was that? That night was like 900 to 1,000 people that night, you know what I'm saying? But it, it was the same venue. It did, man. It was the same venue. It was venue 578, the same venue yeah, that I played, played the Tech Nine show. At biggest shows as you, so it's like, I guess just be, being with a crowd that big is like, and plus being in there when it's empty, I don't know, just like something psychological. Like we went for sound check and it was completely empty. Then yeah. when we went back, like there's a thousand people. Like that's yeah. like from nothing to something, like, you know, like the manifestation um aspect of it. But like that's definitely one of my favorite shows. Um Best Experience shows was early on in my career. Um at the Peacock Room. I don't oh, know. the Peacock Room yeah, is dope, yeah. man. I know you know that. That's possible. Yeah, yeah. We even rocked there before. Spring. Yeah, yeah. I I got booked when uh D two was doing the events there. He booked me the yeah, headline one time. Yeah. You know about that spot, um, audio? I went to one show there, and then um, and then they like renovated it to something else, and I went back. But, I don't yeah, know why they got rid of it. I went to one show there. I saw um Blue. Oh man. Mm. Yeah. Yo, Blue's dope. We got we got to 
Yeah, we gotta. We have to do like an album review episode because yeah, that yeah. album Blue and Exile or whatever. Not yeah. No, the downs wild, but yeah, that's that's for another podcast. But yeah, yeah another episode. I did an album release at um the Peacock Room, and it wasn't a lot of people, but it was just like I guess that was one of my first albums, and just the vibe of 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 having people there that really rock with me and and right. just like close people, you know. That was a dope show. That was a that was a dope show. It was actually a pretty decent crowd. Like it wasn't a lot of people, but it was a decent crowd. You had a lot of like support. 30, that night. 40 people about, I would say, but like I didn't really I mean I went hard with promoting it. I can't say I didn't, but like it's just that intimacy and just knowing people and just knowing the people that was there and just like taking pride in that project I was dropping was was right. dope. It was real dope. So that was definitely yeah. on my top, on my top shows. Or what about you, audio? Obviously, I'm you know not a performer, you know, a promoter and DJ, you know. But um, from that standpoint, like I would say, I would say like there's like two or three, right? And I'll just kind of like put two kind of like together. So you know, when you're like, you know, for like when you're touring and stuff, like there's certain markets that you hit that you're like. I don't know why. Spokane, Spokane. Uh, what you gonna talk about? The markets just hit for some reason. Like just the people there, they just see the flyer and they come out, and it's just like it kind of spreads like wildfire. And then you show up, and you have very like it's kind of like what I said with like Seattle, but the opposite. You know, this is like you have low expectations because you just have no idea what to expect, and and it ends up being like ridiculous. And yeah, <laughs> but you said one of them is uh, Spokane, Washington. Which I never really even thought about even going to Spokane, Washington. I mean, my life prior to that. Tour. About Spokane, Washington. <laughs> never even heard about that. Yeah, yeah I never well, heard of it either before. I I, Washington, I, but, I, had, I already knew the name, but I didn't know anything about it. And then, like, I was like, you know, Gonzaga's there. I was like, oh, okay. Uh, I've heard of Gonzaga, the basketball school. So, like, I was like, all right, well, that's something that I recognize. Other than that, there was like, I'm not going to lie. I'm not, you know what? I'm not going to shit on the town, you know, because I'm sure it has other great attributes, but it's pretty quiet. Um, but that show was packed. And on top of that, like aside from the turnout and like the energy of the event itself, like the artists that we met were dope, like just real like down to earth artists who just like, you know, just the kind of people that you want to build with, you know? And uh, so that, that was fire. Um, before that, even the first show that I ever like that we ever like sold out, like we just sold out of merch was uh, Asheville, North Carolina. Uh, and yeah. Yo, I remember y'all telling me about that show. Yeah. Both yeah. times. And we went to Asheville twice and I was like, okay, the first time I was like, all right, maybe it's just like a flute, you know, <laughs> it was just like, you know, we got lucky, you know? The second time we went, there was like more people, and we yeah. had more people on the bill. Because they really rock with hip hop, man, and that's like where we need to be. But cats are really rock with underground hip hop and really yeah. appreciate the craft. Yeah, you I mean, honestly, if like all the touring that I ever do ever in my life, if I just find like ten or fifteen markets like Spokane and Asheville where like they support like that, I would just only tour those towns, honestly. Like yeah, that's that's why a lot of artists they ask before they go out, they'll be like, hey, do you guys want to see me out here? 
because they don't want to go to a spot where it's going to be a ghost town. Yeah, exactly. Established artists. I mean, there's a reason why, like, you know, I'm in Miami for anyone who's watching this and hasn't watched a previous episode. Um, indie yeah. artists don't do not do well in Miami for the most part. It's a it's so hit or miss. Yeah, so I a mean, lot of artists just flat out don't come down here. You, you, know? got, you got Rick Ross, you got Pitbull. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Those are big artists. So like if it's like the big event in town, like people will show up for that, you know? But like people don't really care about like indie music really, you know, not down here. Miami doesn't do art well, doesn't do music well, doesn't even do sports well, particularly. It does events well though. So if it's like the cool thing to do, people will be there. You know? Yeah. The art basil's pretty ill. Right, but that's not because people really care about art or music. It's just because that is like, it's the event, is Art Basel. Yeah. Most people don't care about art. They just show up because it's like this big event weekend, you know, because they know that's where everyone's going to be. So, so you're saying it's more for the social. Yeah, man. It's aspect. like, it's so everyone can like, you know, dress to the T's and, everyone, you know, it could be all like, look at me, you know? And they can put it on Snapchat or on Instagram and be like, look, I'm at Art Basel. Yeah, it's, 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 it's really what it is. I mean, that's really what it is. Society anyway. I mean, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're not lying, dude. You're not. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, sorry. I'll get off. I'll, I'll avoid I mean, we could do a whole podcast on that. You know, we could do a whole social. Uh, conspiracy theories. I know. <laughs> <laughs> we could do a whole episode on my views on society and, like, yeah. And all that, but no. Yo, bro, um, write that one down, man. We definitely got to do one like yeah. that. Yeah. And then, um, aside from like those touring shows, I would say just from a promotion, from a promoter standpoint, I didn't like DJ the show or anything like that, but just from a promoter standpoint, shows like that I've set up, I got to say the Ozone Hip Hop Fest is something that I'm very, very proud of. And, um, you know, all, you know, we've had three. We had to cancel this year, of course, because of COVID. Hopefully, you know, things will continue to. You know, hopefully we can get to a good place in the next six months or so, and we can, you know, do it this upcoming uh, this upcoming summer. Um, but just like that first one that we did, and all all three of them have been great, you know. But just getting that first one under our belt was just what well, I think was huge, you know, because you know, starting like an annual show. Sounds like great, like in concept, but you got to get that first one in, you know, because nothing happens unless you get that first one in and it goes well, you know, if it's, if it's shitty, then like, what's the point of continuing to do it? You know, mm. people are going to associate like, oh, this event that you gassed up all this time and it, and it sucked, you know? So that first one was just, I don't know. It, it, it was dope. Um, you know, we had rapper Big Pooh headlining and anyone who knows me knows that little brother is like, my favorite group like ever. So being able to do that show with that headliner, you know, and then the next day getting dude on a feature on one of my beats was like, Hey, did we, did we go eat tacos with them too? What's that? Did we go eat tacos with them after the show? Yeah, we did actually. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> the funny thing about it was at the time, I think Pooh, I don't know. I hope this isn't like, putting out personal information later but he's like he was asking he, at the time i think he was like he was like vegan so yeah, he was yeah. like, well i don't eat meat so i don't really want to go because I, I was like oh it's there's a good taco place i was going to go over to gringos locos anyone who's from orlando they got vegan options over there though what's that 
They got vegan options over there. Well, I didn't know if they did or not, honestly. So, but it just so happened that like right outside of Gringos Locos, which anyone who's watching this from Orlando, you know what I'm talking about when I say Gringos Locos. That place is fire. But right outside of there, there was a hot dog stand and the dude was selling vegan hot dogs. <laughs> so he's like, yeah, I'll just get a hot dog here. I'm like, right. Yo, Taco Chin is pretty dope too, man. Pretty good. Like, you sure? <laughs> he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll just, I'll just get this. <laughs> Taco Chin is pretty dope too. Where's that? I don't know if y'all ever ate over there. Nah. Yeah, I did, I did one time uh, Afro D's, bro. Put me on there, actually. Of course, it got to be Afro D's. <laughs> Afro D's put me on to that. Yeah, he put me on to that place. It was pretty good. Where's yeah. that? It's on Mills, Chris. It's on Mills right by. Um... Is that the place I went, like, right after the after Uncle Lou's? Yeah. Yeah, it's like, yeah, yeah. Okay, you was with us. I th- wasn't you with us? It was after that pre show. Yeah, I think. After the pre, the Ozone. Uh, the hip hop fest uh, pre show. I want to go to a pre show, man. <laughs> I want to go to nice. the show. I'll go see anybody right now, man. I know, for bro. Real. Did y'all see Common? Common was downtown not too long ago. Huh? No, I I had no clue, bro, and I missed it. The night of those, uh, the day of that, those battles, Common was in town performing downtown. What? You ain't saying outdoors? Where? Where? I, outdoors? I don't know. Somewhere downtown, oh. outdoors. Bro, I was like, in the last. Damn. In the last month down here in Miami, we've had, and I, I mean, this, this is going to be time stamp. You know, it's uh, November 2nd, 2020. We're still dealing with COVID. In the last like month and a half down here in Miami, there's been Dave East, Jadakiss, Styles P, and Cameron. How did they not come into this Orlando? Back weekends. And I'm like, and I think it was the same promoter putting it on. And I'm just like, I just want to do one like little like small whatever show, man. <laughs> I don't know who this is, but man, they're just putting they're just like going like rapid fire, just headliner after headliner. I think Ciroc from Rhyme Sayers is supposed to um but it's supposed to be here or came here or something like that. But a lot of people are boycotting Rhyme Sayers, man, because they're saying like how they haven't been giving their female shine. They've been only really promoting the dudes. And you know those, I don't know. I might lose some viewers. Those feminists. I don't, I don't I, like. I, I don't mean this in a disrespect to any any female artists or anything like that. I, if you're dope, you're dope. Honestly, as far as I'm concerned. But people need to understand that. Like, and I don't know all the details of of that story. But just as a general view, labor and everyone in Rhyme Series is pretty dope. So this isn't like a. Atlantic Records, you know, pushing trap on If I could sign with one label, if I had an option, it would it would probably be Ron Sayers. That's man. what I'm saying. Like they're pretty, you know, true to the art, you know. Yeah, that, so, like, so a label's job is to push, you know, who is like who's hot, you know, just as a general rule. So if everyone on your label is dope, like from a pure musical perspective, I don't mean like dope, like oh yeah, you know they're on the radio a lot or whatever. If they're just purely artistically, they're dope. Then you're still just gonna, you're mainly gonna be behind the artists who you're are gonna go with who's music. on fire. You're like yeah, right. everybody. Obviously, they gotta be dope, or you wouldn't sign them your label. But like you, you're pushing who's on fire right now. Like yeah. you could really. But let, let's be, let's be, let's be, let's be. But because that's the artist that's that's keeping your your business up, you know. Let's be realistic on that aspect, though. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is the thing about it. 
You know what I'm saying? It's like you said, some people might not like this, but it's a fact, right? It's literally the same thing, the same concept as the NBA and the WNBA. Who's coming to watch what? You know what I'm saying? Why do you think NBA stars get paid more than the women that play basketball? Because more people are watching men play basketball. You know what I'm saying? You know, split, you're just don't, don't get me wrong. There, there probably is a sexist <laughs> aspect of it. Don't get me wrong. There probably is like a sexist aspect of it that where some people, where some dudes are just like, nah, I can't respect her because I don't respect female MCs or whatever. You know? But well, there's a lot of people that think like that. There's more dope male artists than there are female artists. You know, and that's just nature of like there's more male rappers than there are female rappers. That's just, you know, if we just do it by the numbers, off the percentages, there's going to be more dope male artists than dope female artists. You know what I mean? That's not a slight, you know? Yeah, that's why they get overlooked. It's a little bit it's a little bit more difficult for a female MC. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And it's not to say that they aren't an adult, but it's definitely a little bit more difficult for a female MC. I mean, well, it, it depends, right? It depends, bro. Because if the female is bad, she can make it without really doing shit. You know what I'm saying? Because she's pretty as hell. She got to do a show with Titty. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, but she then, in there. Then it's the opposite side. Like, there's some really dope, not not good-looking femcs that are, like, they're not good-looking, but, like, they're fire. Yeah, so it was they're, harder they're for them. Fire, they're a lot better than a lot of dude MCs that I know. Yeah, you know I mean, so like, yeah, they should rightfully be getting pushed. Yeah, it's it's harder it's harder for them though, man, just because of the the whole, you know, what I'm saying sex sells, man, and if the female looks good, then it's it's easier to push them. Even if they're dope, man, it's just it's tougher. It is tougher for women. Even, even in the underground, even in the underground, you know, I like well, when you said that, like the looks thing. I was like, well, that would apply mostly to the mainstream, but like, there's still that what do you call it? That stereotype or that that um. I don't know what the word is, but in in the underground, yeah, you know I mean, where like you don't look as good, like you don't get as much shine, which is, which is. I sad. mean, it's it's I mean, it's, 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 a, it's a sad fact. it's a sad reality, man. That's the thing about it. You know what I'm Double, like, standard. Double standard. Double standard. Double standard. Yeah. Yeah, like I personally don't care what a female MC looks. I guess she's dope. She's dope. You know what I'm saying? But the fact that a female MC that looks like physically attractive, like just beyond gorgeous. Versus someone that's not as physically attractive is is gonna catch your eye a little bit more than that female that's not. You know what I'm saying? Like like I listen to Justine Valentine before I listen to, and she ain't even like the greatest. You know what I'm saying? But like I could v- visually watch her, preferably over. Um, I can't even think of nobody right now. But you know what I'm saying? let's just say a less fe- attractive female MC. You know what I'm saying? Like I could sit there and watch Justine Valentine, even though I don't. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm not the biggest fan. Like I I could check her out more than anything it, it, it's it is a double standard it just sucks for them you know what i'm saying but you're if you right look bad show like i said show it to you if you look bad you get in there <laughs> i mean you're right and i think there's also like a predisposition right just in the same way that like you know me and and my business partner you know ben phrases you know what we tell when we are, have approached venues or different people about like hey we want to book a show you know or a hip-hop act from orlando blah 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 we know that like Unless you, if you don't listen to hip hop, you probably have like this predisposition of what you think, you know, of what you assume our music is going to be, right? Just because you're assuming that it's, you know, maybe you're putting a negative connotation on it, right? So, okay, so that's just, I'm just setting the table with that as an example, right? So, if you don't really like dig on music and you don't know who Gene Gray is, you don't know who Rhapsody is, or you don't know who Snow the Product is, right? Let's just say you don't know who these people are. And your only reference point for a, a female rapper is Nicki Minaj, Meg Thee Stallion, you know, 
Cardi B, you know, you kind of kind of assume that every other female rapper that someone puts in front of you is going to be like that until you're proven wrong. So those are people that have no idea what hip hop is of about. Course. You know I mean? Of course, but but also there's people who are making decisions like, you know, venues, promoters, and what have you, who are making decisions to put that would otherwise put some of these dope artists on that aren't going to give that person a look, you know, because they're just like, well, no, we don't really want this watered down product or this like sexualized music or whatever, you know, whatever their dispute is, you know, whatever their, their whatever the stigma is that they're just applying you know, towards that type of artist, you know, fair or not. That's just what's happening. You're know. such a male chauvinist. <laughs> I, support, <laughs> look, man, I would support dope. If you're dope, you're dope, you know? Yeah, facts, facts. I agree with that, man. But like, there's the way the masses see things, then there's the way the free thinkers see things. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't always. It's a, it's a, I mean, it's a, it's a marketability thing, though, man. In the industry, in the entertainment industry, it's kind of always been like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're lucky to make it in if you're not that attractive, male or female. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, you really gotta just put it like this. You really gotta depend on your skill. Then you know what I'm saying? Like, versus, you know, somebody that's just attractive. That's just the entertainment industry, man. You know what I'm saying? Sex sells, like sex appeal sells. You know what I'm saying? If somebody looks good and they're actually good at what they do, let's put them on. And then they'll give somebody that's not even that great the chance just because they look good. You know what I'm saying? So, pretty much. It, it, it is tougher for the uglier motherfuckers, you know what I'm saying? Like ourselves and shit. <laughs> Nigga said, speak for yourself. Speak for yourself. Right? <laughs> I don't know, man. I, I'm pretty beautiful. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> but I'm not a rapper, so you know what? I don't have to worry about that. Man. Yeah, it's tough, bro. I can't get up there and take my shirt off yet. You know what I'm saying? Like, see what I'm saying? <laughs> all this quarantine, uh, all this quarantine time to work out. <laughs> so I've not been doing any of that. <laughs> you gotta cut out that fast food. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Fast. Food. So yeah, man. As yeah. far as like the show, yeah. back to the subject on the shows. You know what I'm saying? Like, for the most wanna, part, man. Yeah, you want to add anything to that? Yeah, I just want to say one more thing. You know what I'm saying? Like, for the most part, <laughs> say about the subject, man. Oh man, I, 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 I love talking about shows. So, I mean, honestly, I could talk. I could talk about this shit for hours. You know what I'm saying? But like, yeah. I mean, we can have a whole series about shows. Yeah. Honestly, especially where we're at with COVID. Like, I feel like I need to get this off my chest. Like, I want. I feel, I like, I feel like this is just gonna turn into a spinoff podcast with Split. Like. Like, oh, it'd be dope if we did this kind of show. Oh, I'm, I'm going to talk about this show that I did. Like, you could do, like, a whole series on this. Yeah, yeah, like, you know, this is the thing. Like, everybody sees, you know, I don't really go live at all like that. You know what I'm saying? If you've ever been on my social media, like, I hardly ever go live. So it's like, um, people always, like, they, they sit at home and they vicariously see me performing and doing these things. They don't actually see what happens at the shows. They don't hear the things I hear. They don't, you know, they don't get a lot of that. So it's like, yeah. there's so many stories and things that I could just mention that people never probably knew about, you know what I'm saying? Like, right. it's just crazy to me. But I, I just wanted to talk about, like, what Trinity was talking about earlier, like, with the virtual shows. We were talking about that before we got on this uh, conversation. Like, I've thought about it, man. I've thought about it multiple times, you know what I'm saying? Because I know people want to see it. You know, I've had people message me, like, what's up, man? You're going to rock? You're going to do a live set? And it's just like, I don't know, man. When you play as many shows as I have, like, the way, like, the bigger shows that I have, like, you... 
that energy, man. There's a lack of energy there as far as like playing the virtual shows. So like I couldn't, I just don't, I don't have the motivation to do that. I mean, so I couldn't do that. So I'm just waiting for concerts to come back around and like really just wishing and hoping that this shit works out sooner than later, man. Cause like I'm itching, bro. I'm itching to get on that stage. I know a lot of other artists are. I know people in general are missing concerts. You know what I'm saying? Like, and it's just like, it's not much going on, man. So I, I don't know. You know what I mean? I, I just wanted to talk about that whole like virtual aspect. Like, I can't really do it, man. It's just not for I, me. <laughs> I, um, you know, you know, like I mentioned earlier, you know, we had to cancel the cancel the fest this year, and a lot of people were like, "Oh, why don't you do, you know, a live stream or whatever?" And it's just like, I don't want to shit on anyone who who does that. You know, I don't, I don't mean it to come off disrespectful or anything like that. It's just not the same to me. You know, it's just not the same. And from like a promoter standpoint, you know, if you really, really want people to like check something out, I just feel like. You're going to go through all this effort. You're going to invest the time and money into something. You know, maybe you invest less money because it's virtual, right? But you're still investing something into it. And it just – I just don't see the payoff being the same as it would be with an – and I don't mean money payoff. I mean just like an overall product, you know, payoff. But I mean you know, the, the, the other alternative is to not do anything. The other alternative is just to wait until we can do live shows. Yeah, and, you know – yeah. I have to find other ways to get my musical fix. That's why we started a podcast. Because, <laughs> you know, I, you know, I just, I don't know. Oh, I'm it's with you problem. guys on that. It's not the same. It's not the same. And I miss the live show, the live feeling. I feed off the energy of the crowd. But eventually, I was telling Sweet earlier, like, I'm, I'm going to have to do some virtual shows. You know? Just not, just out of, out of pure necessity and, like, the fact that I feel like I have to. I know I don't have to, but like just to that's the closest I could get to a show right now. Yeah. You know? Yeah, man. I, I mean I feel like I feel like if it carries on for too long, eventually, you know what I'm saying, you're gonna have to like have break to. into that and start doing it. But yeah, as of right now, man, I, I think I can hold out, even though I am missing shows like crazy. Like I mean that's where I got most of my success for, man. I'm not I'm not the artist that dropped a bunch of content, man. I played a bunch of shows. And, like, Yo, but I heard I heard a, I heard venues are like letting people in little by little. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah, some, some, some places. Shows. Yeah, some places have shows. I've seen a couple shows going on. Um, it, it's just the whole like. My thing is, is like you go play a show and then people looking at you like, this fucking guy. You know what I'm saying? Like you're part of the problem, bro. You know what I'm saying? It's just like <laughs> I just want to fucking play, bro. Like, that just becomes wanna... the whole. Then it becomes the whole political thing. Like I know, bro. You don't like... care about other people. You're out here trying to draw crowds that can potentially spread this virus. You don't care about anybody yourself. And you're Pretty much. You're supposed to be a conscious rapper, right? You're not. That's, what, that's what I'm saying, bro. It's like a double-edged sword. Like, I just want to play, y'all. Like, I'm not trying to get anybody sick or anything like that. You know what I'm saying? But then the people hit you with that. That's why they do it live. That was social distancing. Everybody. Like, bro, come man, on, I, bro. I, I, I can't seen win. Perform, man. He spits on a lot of people when he's performing. I be spitting for real. <laughs> Legit. <laughs> Legit, bro. <laughs> yo, <laughs> yo, Split, I don't mind. I hope you don't mind me tell, telling you about this, but like back in the day, a couple cats would call you Spit instead of Split. <laughs> yeah, they, so, still, even if somebody don't really know me like that, they'll be like Spit Soul, and I'm like, it's Split, bro. Split. Like that didn't you know even sound right. Like I mean, they actually Spit, spit Soul. You know what I mean? I guess it could work. You know what I mean? But, <laughs> but yeah, I mean that just still happens. Like I get off a stage at a show where nobody actually knew me that night. They just see me perform. And they'll be like, yo, spit so you killed him. I'm like, bro, I just said my name like five times on stage. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> so, 
My shirt says it, bro. You still saying the shit wrong? <laughs> Whatever, man. It's cool. <laughs> yeah. That's what happens, bro. That's what happens when you're nobody, man. You know what I'm saying? I'm still working. You're still working, bro. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but yeah, man. Shit's been wild this year, man. Played that show in January, sold out, and it was just like I thought everything was gonna be straight. Then, like, yo, you know what I'm saying? Because we had that show, and then we had the uh, Trinity. We had that other joint in February. Um, what? At the festival at Lakeland, the Virtue oh, Music Fest. Oh, oh. So I was just like, yeah, man, you know what I'm saying? We started off the year, like, I started off the year at that KRS One show, and then it was just like, oh, sweet, man, we're going to play this festival, yeah. and then... Those ain't happening for a while. Yeah, and then festival. after that, yeah, after that, was just... It nothing. was all like, 2020's our year. <laughs> yeah, and then it's just like, yeah, right. That's <laughs> so funny. They actually made a meme like that, like... It, the, on one side it says 2020 walking in 2020 and you're walking like mad confident suited up in your best gear then the other half of it was like in March of 2020 and people got like masks on and like, like yeah bro it was like an instant depressed this shit just came out of nowhere bro like everything was just like out like nobody, nobody knew like there was nothing we could do bro nothing. it came out of nowhere for us but these people already knew about this thing yeah. for like Mad long, but decided Trump decided not to. I don't want to get talk about politics right now, but man, that's a whole other episode. I don't know. I'll tell you right now, though, man. So is where we're in the flow. Like, that's an episode. That's like two episodes. You know who's really hurting right now, man? Is the people that actually, the the artists that actually live off of this shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, we weren't living off of it. We just playing shows when we could, and you know what I'm saying, like doing what we can, what we can do it. But the artists that actually made it, and the, like, artists make most of their money off of merch, bro, and, and like shows, live shows. They're not making money off of streams like that. They're not making money off of YouTube views like that. You know what I'm saying they make a couple dollars here and there, but most of the money was coming from touring. These artists cannot tour now, so they have to like, a lot of them have to create other avenues. You know what I'm saying I know they're hurting more than anything because I, I wasn't even depending on the money. You know what I'm saying like. So I know they're like, fuck, man. This shit yeah. sucks. Yeah. It's a tough thing, man. Like you said, for people that are making a living off it. But in a in a way, like you are, there's always a negative and positive everything. The positive thing is is stepping is making people step up their social media game and their internet marketing skills. Cause that's yeah. what it's now, man. Yeah. That's what that's what that's what they should have did for me, man. I'm still and I'm actually using it less <laughs> than I was before. Hey. You know what I'm saying? Like hey. yeah. Shit. Even though I know it's necessary. Come back. Yeah, it'll come back. Things will normalize a little bit. You know, it's just a matter of just like when, you know? So you just got to be patient with it. And I'll get back to setting up shows. Just a matter of like, you know, when things normalize, trust me, I'll be one of the first. <laughs> I mean, we was excited about the fest, man. We were waiting. You know what I'm saying? We was like, man, hopefully. Oh, no, we, had, we had everything set up. Everything was set up. It was just like, okay, do we announce now? Nah, nah. So let's wait like a month. And then we'll announce in like a month, you know, assuming things get better. And then a month goes by. It's like, mm, we'll wait a little bit longer. And mm, we're getting kind of close here, you know. Then and it like it. spiked up again and I was keep spiking up whatever. Yeah, you know, it spiked up in like July. It's like, yeah, this isn't happening. Yeah, it's better that we didn't do it, man. If we would have did it, it just wouldn't have been a good look. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. yeah. All right, Split. Yo, thank you for coming on the show, bro. Appreciate y'all having me. Honor, dog. Pleasure. Had a great episode. I really feel like this episode flowed well. 
Um, let the people know where they can find you. Um, plug yourself in, bro. Plug yourself in. Uh, Split Soul, man. S-P-L-I-T-S-O-U-L, for those who do not know. Um, you can pretty much just find me anywhere like that. MC Split Soul or Split Soul. And, yeah, that's pretty much just find me anywhere like that. I haven't been dropping much content. I got some videos on YouTube that I dropped this year. Um, a couple joints on my Instagram. I, ever, I haven't really been doing much work this year. You know what I'm saying? I've kind of been chilling, just working and paying my bills, getting by through COVID. You know what I'm saying? But, yeah, you can find me online. I'm still on there whenever I get on there. <laughs> Once a week. Yeah, <laughs> I, hard, I hardly been posting shit, man. Like, ain't nothing going on. Like, I feel like my life is at a standstill. It's not, yeah. but I feel like it is. I feel like this would be the time to be posting more, and like I'm the same. Like, yeah, I know. Active, like, I mean, I think about it. I'm like, man, I, I know I should really be, I should be trying a lot harder right now. But it's just like, I, man, I don't know. I just kind of, I, I, you know, I'm taking a moment to like kind of just breathe, man. I'm just right. been Netflixing and chilling. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, I'm. Just chilling right now, man. Then when things get back to normal, it's, I'm gonna go super hard. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I'll start picking up before then. But you know, it is what it is. Yeah, y'all can find me if you want. I try <laughs> to keep you entertained. <laughs> <laughs> what you got going on, audio? Yeah, just find me. You know, anything that's Chris Audio. That's K H R I S Audio. Um, you know, all your social media, Twitter, um, Instagram, Facebook. You know, find anything sound breaking music or sound breaking music at lc.com. Um, make sure to, you know, follow us, uh, Facebook and Instagram for the, the podcast page, Elevated Audio Podcast. Yeah. Facts. Y'all already know Raj Elevate, R O J E L E V 8. Find me everywhere. Don't get confused. The split was calling me Trini. You know, it was Trini and I was Raj. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm always artist formerly known as Trini. I still got you on my phone as Blaze, bro. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like <laughs> I've seen you like 80 times. Don't ask you why. I guess I'm yeah. Saying, um, so. yeah, you're still on my phone as Trini Elevate. I don't think I'm changing that anytime soon. <laughs> I ain't gonna lie. But right now, for now, until my cha- I change my name again. Find me on Raj Elevate, R-O-J-E-L-E-V-A, Instagram, Facebook. I'm working on a new project. Uh, It's called Chapters and Verses. So be on the lookout for that. I plan on doing a whole YouTube series with it, you know. So Chapters and Verses, be on the lookout for it. I don't got a date for it, but remember that name, Chapters and Verses. Thanks for tuning in, y'all. We appreciate it. Uh, Like, subscribe, comment. Uh, make fun of us if you want. We're open to everything. <laughs> and um, yeah, just, just engage with us. Thanks. Yeah. Peace. Peace, peace.